Christian faith and fiction, inspirational reading suggestions, along with chats about the Christian faith. The following episode is an audio version of a video that I recorded for my YouTube channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. If you would like to watch the video rather than listen to the audio, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Please do share your thoughts by commenting either on the video or on the relevant blog post. Links in the show notes. Hi everyone, it's Lou. Welcome to my channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. Today I'm going to be doing a wrap-up of the Christian fiction books that I've been reading, plus some of the ones that I want to read next. Just to let you know what's been going on for me the last month, I have been ill, unfortunately, with the flu, and for those of you who don't know me, I have a chronic illness called chronic fatigue syndrome, otherwise known as ME, and so when I get knocked down with another virus, I really get knocked down, and it's been quite a journey getting back up again. I'm still quite shaky. Um, I have pins and needles all over the place in my body Um, but unfortunately in the middle of that I was due to go to Creation Fest and I still made it there um, up to Cornwall, well down to Cornwall. I spent quite a lot of time sitting in the tent uh, but I did make it to the beach one day and to one of the evening concerts. I got to see Governor B, the rapper and Worship Central. Now on with the wrap up. The first book that I read is actually a novella by Amanda Dykes, and that is Up From the Sea. When Savannah May Thorpe visits her family in New England, she learns the future of the land she's inherited is in question. She finds help from a local lumberjack who holds a shadow past of his own to discover the truth of a local legend and save her land. But her expedition may have unexpected ramifications on her life and the lives of those around her. I found this to be a short novella with a big heart. I loved the characters and the storyline. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to understand the mystery, but I got there in the end. I found Amanda Dyke's style of writing to be both atmospheric and emotive. I haven't read her debut novel yet, so I can't tell you how it works as a prequel, but you could definitely read it as a standalone book. It is currently free to download on Kindle. I gave this 4.5 out of 5 stars, which I rounded up to 5 stars on Goodreads. Next I read Far Side of the Sea by Kate Breslin. In 1918 England, Lieutenant Colin Mabry spends his days decoding messages for MI8 after suffering injuries at the front when he receives an urgent summons by carrier pigeon from Jewel Raya, a woman who saved his life and whom he believed to be dead. He can only hope he'll regain the courage he lost on the front lines as he's driven back into war-torn France. But Jules isn't the one waiting for him in Paris. Instead, it is a stranger who claims to be her half-sister Johanna, who works at a dovecot for French army intelligence. She's found Jules' diary and believes her sister is alive and in the custody of a German agent. I love this book. It is a World War I romance-slash-intrigue novel full of complicated, wonderful characters, spies, lies, and pigeons. I love the different settings, and even though I know very little about World War I, I quickly became immersed in the time period. The plot kept me guessing throughout. I was never quite sure who was lying and how the romance was going to end. The book explores the topics of prayer and finding faith. I believe this book follows some of the characters from her earlier book, Not By Sight, so I'll definitely be putting that on my wish list. I rated this book 5 out of 5 stars. Next I read Wooing Katie McCathery by Bethany Turner. 
Convinced Will doesn't love her in the forever way she loves him, Katie believes it's time for her to let go before life passes her by, when a misunderstanding leads to a mistake leaving her hurt, disappointed and full of regret she finally sends him packing. But for Will the end of their relationship is only the beginning of his quest to find, figure out how to be the man Katie wanted him to be. With the dubious guidance of his former pro-athlete work friends and tactics drawn, from Katie's favourite romantic comedies, Will attempts to win her back. It's a foolproof plan. What could possibly go wrong? I found this to be a great contemporary romance with convincingly complicated Christian characters. It has humour and heartache and tackles the struggles of dating and relationships such as where are we headed? Who should I marry? How far is too far? And where should I set my standards for dating? It was real and raw at, at times but also full of life and laughter. I love the friendships that surround the romance. The ending was great and well earned. I love seeing characters that have a genuine faith and that genuinely struggle with that faith in their real life. I definitely recommend this to anyone who loves romance novels, romantic films, or to anyone who is dating, especially if you're a Christian. I rated this 4.5 out of five stars, which I rounded up to five stars on Goodreads. Finally, I read Castle on the Rise by Christy Cambron, which is the second book in the Lost Castle series. When Lainey Forrester travels overseas to attend her best friend's vineyard wedding, she expects to find the bride on the brink of a fairy tale life, but after a series of unforeseen setbacks, it seems the storybook lives they'd imagined are suddenly ripping apart. Spanning more than two centuries, Castle on the Rise unites the legacy of three women who must risk mending the broken places within for life, love, and the belief that even through the depths of our pain, a masterpiece of a story can emerge. Castle on the Rise is a dramatic mix of three stories in three time periods, all set in the same part of Ireland. This is definitely not a quiet stroll through the Irish countryside. All three stories are stacked full of events and emotion, and I lost count of the number of cliffhangers as we jumped back and forward between the, the three stories. This book mixes fast pacing with descriptive language which works well in the historical time periods. As an English person, this period of history is not something I've ever heard much about. Christy Cameron brings these struggles to life by mixing historical detail with relationship difficulties and complicated personal motives. This is book two in the series and I enjoyed this one better than I did the first one but I recommend reading them in order because the present day story in this one continues on from book one. I rated this five out of five stars. Now onto my TBR. I just started reading The Healer's Apprentice by Melanie Dickerson. Having read The Warrior Maiden by this author earlier in the year, I decided to go back and start the very beginning of the series. This is supposed to be a historical fiction retelling of Sleeping Beauty, so I'm interested to see how she's going to do that. As I said earlier, I read the prequel novella by Amanda Dykes, so I'm looking forward to reading this novel, Whose Ways These Are. I've heard that this book has a literary flavour to it, which is a style of writing that I don't normally read. In the wake of World War II, a grieving fisherman submits a poem to a local newspaper, a rallying cry for hope, purpose and rocks. Its message, send me a rock for the person you lost and I will build something life-giving. Decades later, Annie Bliss is summoned back to Ansel by the Sea, when Grand Bob, the man who gave her refuge during the hardest summer of her youth, is the one in need of help. But what greets her is a mystery, a wall of heavy boxes hiding in his home. 
memories of stone ruins on a nearby island ignite a fire in her anthropologist's soul to uncover answers. And I'm hoping to get to this one this month because the cover is definitely giving me late summer vibes. And finally, I want to read The Number of Love by Rosianna M. White. This book is another new release from this year and it's another one set in World War I. Three years into the Great War, England's greatest asset is their intelligence network, field agents risking their lives to gather information and codebreakers able to crack German telegrams for the hints of the enemy's plans. Margot Wilde thrives in the environment of the secretive Room 40, where she spends her days deciphering intercepted messages. But when her world is turned upside down by an unexpected loss, she discovers for the first time in her life that numbers aren't enough. Drake Ellington returns wounded from the field, followed by an enemy who just won't give up. He's smitten quickly by the quick and brainy Margot, but soon the dangers of the war draw ever closer. Margot and Drake will have to team up to save themselves from the very secrets that brought them together. I do love reading mystery and romance together, um, so I'm looking forward to this one probably next month. So that's it for this time. Which books have you read recently? And which books do you want to read next? Let me know down in the comments. Don't forget, if you want to know when I post more of these videos, please do subscribe to my channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the Christian Faith and Fiction podcast. If you would like more information, you can click the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you catch the next episode.